Welcome back, people. It's episode seven of season three of the Taxi Squad podcast. When you're listening to this, it's going to be February 16th. Today is February 15th. Vinny, how are you doing? I'm splendid. I'm sad football's over. This is a bad yeah. time of year. Um, every sad single day. time of year. Luck- luckily, we get to talk about football one more time before that closes until the NFL draft, basically. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of sports going on now. We got a little NBA news. There's a lot of stuff going on, so I'm okay. I'm okay to talk about it, but listen, I'm a little somber. We got seven months, Vince. And yeah, yep. no, it's a somber time in the sports community. And what are we going to do, though? You know, College football comes back earlier than professional, so I guess that's a good thing. So yep. we'll have to get into that in a few weeks. But then again, you know, to your point, somber. A little sad, a little sad, not going to lie, a little sad, sad. Why do I go to Nero when I... Hey, little, we're a little sad. Lie. Little sad. Little sad. Little not gonna sad. Lie. Little sad. Little sad. <laughs> we're like the city of lie. Philadelphia, just a little sad right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they're going to go find chief fans in the street and just be totally savages for no reason. Yep. Sounds like Philly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, then again, after we got the, the somber part out, I mean, we got a fair amount to get into today. We got a little strange. Oh, yeah. Visual. We got some shit we got to talk about. We got a little baseball. NBA talk, and then, of course, we are going to go into our Super Bowl recap and then our way to early division winners. So this is going to be a fun-packed episode. So, Vince, why don't talk a little strange and unusual because uh, it's kind of strange. Yeah, uh, very strange. This is something that you don't often see, and this only happens in a situation where uh, a guy's talking smack and thinks he has the upper hand, and it actually turned on his head. So... Juju Smith-Schuster, we talk about him often. He's uh, he's an alma mater of your USC Trojans. Um, he posted on the Twitters a picture of uh, the, the player that held him, quote-unquote, at the end of the Super Bowl, Mr. Bradbury, um, saying, I'll hold you when it matters most. And he said, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And A.J. Brown went on Twitter and he said, and I quote, First off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. A little patronizing. Um, (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster is getting shit on online right now. It is next level. Uh, He is trying to defend himself, but it's coming off all as like very like cheesy and corny like Juju does. Uh, This is the reason that is so strange to me is usually the, I won the Super Bowl can be the Trump card can be like the, Hey, no matter what I say here, at least I beat you. I don't think anybody agrees. I think Juju is literally losing this battle to a guy that lost the Super Bowl to his own team, which makes it maybe even more an insult to injury. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about Juju. Um, At one point in time when Big Ben was at the tail end there, I mean, was a very lucrative and just almost tier one type wide receiver. He was was like the one receiver for him, yeah. Yeah, for a while there. He was really good. Um, With all that being said, though, he did take a really big step back. And I just don't think the shit talk is warranted by him, uh, especially if you watch the game. Well, and right, though, but I mean, if we look at the guy's stats, okay, I mean, granted, he had seven receptions for 53 yards, but 
all on one drive too though <laughs> it was literally like one full literally drive it was like one yeah. big drive he had and okay yeah sh- you showed up good but then again the attention wasn't on you the attention's on three other guys because they spread the ball around so well so yeah you had a great game but now you wind up like that kid in the third place standing with the bottle yeah. of champagne pouring in your yeah, face yeah 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 when with the real guy the on the first picture fr- yeah yeah <laughs> With the real guy who's at the first on the podium looking down at you, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, listen, I don't believe that Juju has the right to come out and talk this much shit. He has no reason to defend it. A.J. Brown has every reason to call him out. And um, also completely unnecessary. If you, like, I think guy the moral of the story is, <laughs> I think the moral, well, here's the thing. What I do respect about the Philadelphia Eagles as a team is yeah. they weren't sore losers about it. No. They said, we should have played better. We had every opportunity to win the game, and we didn't put it away. And yeah, that one call will be over-criticized. Okay, and we'll get into my thought processes on yeah. that a little yes, bit later we will. in the show. But <laughs> yes, we will. with all of it, you know, the game is won in every aspect of the game. So if you didn't convert and you had opportunities or what have you, there's a lot of situations here where the game could have been put away. So you can't just break it down all of one play. And Juju kind of putting the magnifying glass on something like that. And then it's Valentine's Day and holding and all the bullshit. As opposed to just taking the high road and saying, hey, it was a great game. It was a close game. It was a Super Bowl Not even Bowl that, you dude. Just being like, happy Valentine's Day. I won a Super Bowl. That's really all you got to really say. But doing the Valentine like that with his face on it, it's just kind of like. I don't know. I saw it and I was like, that's kind of lame. And then I saw the reply. I'm like, that's funny as fuck. Like AJ Brown is so, but funny. it's, <laughs> it's AJ Brown. It's AJ right. flipping Brown. That man is a right. grown ass man. And he's better than a Juju B better than Juju could have probably ever be. Uh, yep. And not only that, but that touchdown catch, dear Lord, badass. I mean, just sick to track yeah. that ball the way he did catch it over the right shoulder away from the defender. I mean, in the end zone, you couldn't have scripted a better deep pass. So with all that being said, it was something that coming from AJ Brown, just shut up. Now you got nothing to say. You can't defend yourself. The internet's going to light you up like Jackson Mahomes. And they did. Yeah. for (laughs) The internet lit him up more than they lit up Jackson Mahomes, which is saying something (laughs) that is saying something. And Jackson Mahomes was caught in his brother's, post-game press conferences making a TikTok dance. Okay, some respect, Did anybody see this? Yes, for sure I did, and people started going off. Some respect, though, he wasn't wasn't around all that much throughout the season, as much as he was in the last couple. He wasn't in the AFC Championship pouring champagne on people with Brittany. None of that was kind of happening. So, you know, come in one time, do it one time for the cred, while your brother's doing the thing you know it's brothers united i don't hate it as much i still don't care for the guy i think he's a weirdo but like you know maybe he showed a little bit of tolerance this year i think we should focus on the other story of the two brothers <laughs> the travis the kelsey brothers because that's probably. the best story that could come out of the super bowl but probably. i think that in this past off season they had a publicist come in and talk to his wife and talk to his brother and we're like listen no more of this shit we're done yeah this is becoming a, a distraction. You are a threat to the brand. Be done. 
yeah. be done. This now. is Kansas City, not Los Angeles. Figure out where else you're going to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, to the point, though, I think Juju does not have a leg to stand on in this argument. A.J. Brown was having every right to call his ass out. Watch out for the Eagles next year. It's going to be an interesting one. But we'll see. Moving Lots into it. of free agents on that team. Lots of free agents on that team. Lots of free agents on that team. We should have, we could have like a whole free agent like sector here going into the offseason, which I think would be fun parody. I think Let's be honest. We probably that. will. We Who probably knows? Will. You never know with this group. Anyways, <laughs> moving into <laughs> something. Always up to something. Always up to something fucking stupid. Anyways, <laughs> uh, um, we got some shit we got to talk about, Vince. Oh, yeah. This is exciting. This is almost like a mini bears corner in a way yeah maybe i mean it's also bit. almost breaking news at the time that we're recording right. it it just happened dun, dun, dun. breaking news uh, breaking, breaking news. news what's going on what's going on what's well, going on is that the chicago bears welcome to the bears they uh finalized their purchase of arlington heights property 326 acres all of it finalized today. let's go yeah but did you read the press release i'm gonna have to share yes. it on the socials it's bullshit it's like, yeah, but you know, we bought it, but we don't know what we're gonna do with it. It's and uh, yeah, I know they're required yeah. to say that. That's the only reason why. <laughs> but it, here's what it could do, <laughs> and they go into like it could create three point four billion dollars a year in revenue overall, and you're like, yeah. okay, so you're not gonna do that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers' bullshit darkness retreat. Would you rather go get $50 million or would you not? Like, this is the same thing. They're going to do that. Even if they have to pay a $7 million fine or whatever it would be, that's chump change based on how much they're going to make off of that thing. Especially if they're trying to sell a team at some point up here. Why do you think they hired the Big Ten manager as their new uh, operations manager, essentially? CEO or whatever, new Ted Phillips. Anybody could be better than Ted Phillips. True. I'm just they want to get out of Chicago. Ted. Yeah, that would have been really, really bad parody, almost like Ryan and Matt. Yep. Well, oh, that's what man. I'm saying. Just match it up again. Um, I think this is this is another step in the direction that they want to go. I think it's a means to an end. Like they're definitely going to do it at this point. There's some legality purposes saying that's why the press release did say that they aren't for sure. This is just them confirming that they purchase the entire property what else are you going to do on it um so it basically just said like maybe this you know the re the building of it and everything might not happen we'll see it will um this is the statement also just hold on this is the statement finalizing the purchase does not guarantee the land will be developed but it is an important next step in our ongoing evaluation of the opportunity the statement read there is still a tremendous amount of due diligence Hate that fucking phrase. <laughs> Due diligence, which is the biggest bullshit line I have ever heard. Yeah. Okay. And this one, it makes a little bit of sense, but yes. The due diligence work needs to be done to determine if constructing an enclosed state of the art stadium and multi-purpose entertainment district is feasible. <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't be feasible. I think <laughs> we've done our due diligence. We just have to I, make sure that we can build a massive area of badass shit. <laughs> That's you know, we just got to confirm what we yeah. basically already know. 
And once we demo the shit out of this 326 acres, which, by the way, if you're not from this area, you probably would not know that a large racetrack is there. And then all the stables and practice arenas that are around the racetrack itself, where the horses and jockeys used to practice, that is all housed there as well as OTBs and all that good stuff. So I think it's going to be I interesting. I think a lot if- of it's a lot of it's like taken down or half scrapped and stuff too no no it's all still there driven past it really actually a few weeks ago yeah no it's no all kidding. still there it's all still in structure and so the demo is probably going to take a year in itself sure the demo is going to be very difficult once you get that plot of land down to the studs then you can start considering building on it yeah i mean this is something that they would have confirmed before they purchased the place i would just like to make that clear but they're doing they their due diligence the they, their they due may have to put the car in reverse and they also may yeah. have to circle back on this one circle back all the corporate that. terms <laughs> all the corporate terms they may have to look at this from a thirty thousand foot lens yeah time out pause and now we're going corporate talk but who the fuck decided thirty thousand feet was the typical number to look at a fucking lens from how i do planes like, fly Okay, so it's like a plane thing. Maybe is that what that's we're what getting I'm at? To <laughs> who was the asshole right who was like, you know, thirty thousand? That's the magic number. That's the magic yeah, number. Uh, okay, in most cases, airliners will fly in, in the middle of the thirty thousands. That's got to be where it's from. Okay, let me see so it from a plane. Pilot talk. <laughs> let, me let me see, see it, it from, from a, a plane. Why, why? Okay, let me ask you this. Why didn't the fucking guy go? Hey. Let's look at this from an airplane standpoint, but that because that doesn't sound as cool. No, 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 no. Let's look at this from a Boeing perspective. Wait, like the company? No, 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 no. Like an airplane. That doesn't jive. Okay. No. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. 30,000 feet. That's the ticket. That's it. There's a certain (laughs) amount of distance there. Um, But to the point, this could be a massive, massive thing for the Bears organization as well. They want all the money. It, it would be idiotic of them not to build there. I mean, am I right? Especially or am I wrong? if you look at what happened in Arizona for the Super Bowl with that many people there and attracting all those oh. people to come and like, you know, do stuff like this would help because we're not going to be able to ever host a Super Bowl at Soldier Field. This will be a place that we can host a Super Bowl and that would bring in a lot of money into the state. Like it, it all makes sense. It's just, they're still in a contract with Chicago. So until they can breach that contract, they're going to have this like, business like way about it where they're not committing to anything until they're actually allowed to commit to something. They're going to do it. It's a means to an end, like I said, but right now they got to, they got to be a little hush hush about what their plans are. Well, I can kind of break down from a business standpoint, like the thought process of what they're in right now. And then the obstacles that they have. All right. So let me break this down a little bit. So right now, the Bears technically lease Soldier Field from the Chicago Park District to anybody listening to this who doesn't understand the situation. So they don't own that property. They lease it from the city of Chicago. City of Chicago takes their cut like they do fucking everything. And then they play there and have for a significantly long amount of time. Yeah. But Soldier Field has always been a property of the city of Chicago and the Chicago Not Park owned District. by the team, right. Correct. So the Bears get a cut of profits and all that, but they got to share that with the city of Chicago. So from a business standpoint, you don't want to do that anymore. You're one of the largest organizations in uh, pro sports history. Okay. One of the original five in your sport. Yeah. Easy. One of the original five in your sport. So 
you decide, all right, yeah, I want to build on this land. That's why they purchased that plot of land in Arlington Heights. Okay, great. The problem now is, is okay, yeah, what existing structure was there? That was the Arlington Racetrack owned by Churchill Downs. Do believe that if the Bears do ever sell Sidebar, they will sell the Churchill Downs. First right of refusal. Now, moving on. You have to develop all that land, and you have to tear it all down to the studs, and then, yeah, the joys of entertainment district and all that good stuff. But can the infrastructure around the stadium hold what you're trying to support? AKA traffic because a major highway, many people don't realize this is literally a mile and a half away, AKA yep. 53. So the reconstructing of route 53 would basically have to happen while this is going on. Not like this is something we're unaccustomed to living in the Chicagoland suburbs because there are right. literally two seasons that is winter and construction. So it's really right. not a big deal. Okay. So there's that part of it. Now, Outside of that, you have a train line that drops you off right in front of Arlington Park. It is literally its own step, okay, which is awesome. But then again, with the mass demo, could fuck up that train stop because literally it like kitty corners to where the stables are. So that could get goofy to, during demo. They'll have to work around that. I'm sure they would because okay. that's a long line it's, too. It's It would just for a while – this is not a two-year, three-year process. No, this is almost no, no, no. A seven 20, year. 29, 2030 is what we're looking at. <laughs> Easy. I'll, maybe even 2032, depending on how union workers work. True. No offense to union workers, but no, they work on their own their time. Dough. Yeah, they're they're getting their hours, dough whether or not, not they're working hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pretty much. How much do we get done today? We got done enough. We get paid. Yeah, we got paid. All right. How much did we get done today? Eight hours. Good job. <laughs> Move on. But Ten so, hours. Whatever. To the is. reason yeah. why they, in a way, have to be so obtuse. That kind of breaks it down from a larger perspective, or that thirty thousand foot lens. Yeah, I like how you went back right back to the business talk, which is good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just it's it's good. It's it's going to be a positive. Soldier Field is a mess. You've heard about us talk about it in length. Um, it's a joke. Don't watch a football game there. The city of Chicago is going to always want it because they're trying to make that money. So, and but Beetlejuice you know, going to come in and say Jaguars be the Chicago Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I know, I know you don't necessarily have like, to pick an huh? animal that's native to the area or even close. Bears are close to Chicago. Like, you know, they're, yeah, you can go find a bear in Minnesota, whatever. You can't find a Jaguar anywhere near Chicago. <laughs> it's like no. not even, not even no. kind of close. Like, what do you mean, what, not like, even kind of close. Okay. This is a fun one. If, okay, let's say Lori Lightfoot, cause she's petty, tries to yep. recruit an NFL franchise to be a second franchise in the city of Chicago. Um, what would their team name be? Like, you're going to play alongside one of the richest histories and of any organization in sports period. So yep. how in the fuck, what name would do you pick? There you th like, what do you, what do you become? Do you become the Chicago wise guys? Like, what do you, what do you yeah, become? Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be so Every sick. time they score a touchdown. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, this guy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, it's got it. Like, it's got to have something to do with like the history or something like that. Um, maybe Chicago beans, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> beans, 
something of that nature. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't even know the bears is such a fitting name. It's so synonymous with the city, like bringing some, like, it's not like Los Angeles where the Rams were there and then left and then yeah. the Rams and yeah. the chargers so went, they could be the, the Rams chargers again. Still, the chargers still don't have fans, you know? Um, yeah, true. So if you were to bring in a completely new team or a team that came from Jacksonville and move it to Chicago, what do you think the retention rate is there? I think it's low. Um, yeah. So true. I don't know. It would have to be like something to play along with the, the city, but I don't know. Chicago broad it's third shoulders. down scumbags. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's a play action. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, in every game, it's third down. If it was Chicago, it's third down scumbags. It's third down. Hey, tackle by 34 on the other team. <laughs> hey, get his ace. <laughs> okay. All right. I support it. Let's. Well, that was great. That was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank anyway, you, if you take anything, thank you. Thank you. Moving forward, we got a little baseball. This little baseball. A little baseball. A little baseball. I mean, the only thing really to report here is that uh, spring training is kicking off. So, yep. Pitchers and catchers, catchers reported. Uh, this is the first time where you'll start to see some guys in different jerseys. Not uh, one dimension would be Mr. Wilson Contreras. Uh, seeing him walk up in the all red and with the St. Louis bag, number 40. Love it. Good it's, for him. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. It's I'm nice not going to lie. I'm not trying to be a huge hater, but like. Not a big hater. Maybe a small hater. Yeah. yeah. He nice deserves to, to him, continue though. that rich tradition. We called it on yep. this podcast a long time ago. There was no way he no. wasn't not going there. So. Yeah. And Mike Clevenger is in White Sox camp. So. <laughs> That's that on that. Yeah. <laughs> Pause. Anyways. I don't know how that's going to work out, but right now he's not suspended. So that yeah. means he's working. So there Typical he is. Typical white so sacks move. Hmm. You beat the shit out of your pregnant wife? Yeah, you can still report the camp. It's fine. Yeah. Come huh? in. They just guy? do the most head scratching things. <laughs> like Andrew yeah. Benatendi. No, he's going to play left field. What? He's supposed Why? to. That's his position. He shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But what are you? They play do? Andrew Vaughn in left field all year last year. <laughs> yeah, well, right, exactly. That's Put Eloy in left. That's where you hide your worst defensive players in left field, basically. Oscar Colas S- is playing right field. Book That'd it. be great. What Book do you it. know about this Oscar Colas? Explain. I know that he is Cuban. He's a guy, which fits in with our vibe. Um, I know that cool he has some power. I know that he's a free swinger, as many Cuban ball players are, which could yep. lead to some strikeouts here or there. He's got a pretty good arm. Um, he's very like baseball literate, very smart with the sport. So I'm excited to see. But again, you don't really know how that's going to work out. He played most of his uh, minor league ball with uh, the Double A Birmingham Barons, so he doesn't have a lot okay. of Triple A experience. Um, so that might. It may or may not have an effect on it. There's guys that skip that triple A. There's plenty of guys that it worked out for. So I could see him being good. But again, this is a team that's supposed to be in their window and they're just hoping and praying on a rookie right fielder. It's not necessarily fun. Fun fact, though, from mid 2017 to mid 2019, he did play in the informal matches against uh, uh, the Japan League. So he did play in Japan for a couple seasons, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, that should help. And I know he's not like the youngest guy in the world either. So you want to bring him up. I mean, that's still yeah. not bad for baseball talk. This is the right either, time so. to bring him up. You know, Absolutely. 24 is bring him left-handed up. Left-handed bat. We we do need some power from the left side of the plate. So hopefully you can bring that pop. 
He's and got swag, if, too, which I love. You got to love a little swag. You know, you just don't want too much swag like Luis Robert, where they're, you know, after games, probably going out partying and doing whatever the hell they Mankata. do. Because they're Cuban. Yeah, Mankata is a party animal for what the He's the swaggiest state. swag boy. He's super swag, but all these guys just go get sh- probably way too much fun after the games. And then, you know, they get hurt and we want to know why. I mean, even Luis Robert <laughs> it could has be. come out and I mean, even Luis Robert has come out and stated that, you know, he had to change a few things around this past offseason to get his body right. So that just tells me he wasn't taking care of himself at all. He I mean, was I'm a young sorry, man. You paid millions of dollars to play a sport. Take care of yourself. Yep. Don't be a dummy. Yeah, no, I agree. But, you know, young man shenanigans with money. You give me that much money at that time. I'm probably not being the best person in the world. Either, I so I get it. But also stupid shit. People are people are depending on you here, bud. So, and I'm not looking forward to seeing a Brayu in an Astros jersey either. That's going to be, yeah, that's very be jarring. A bit of a baseball nightmare. Bit of bit of a baseball nightmare. Kind of hate that a lot. Yeah, it's okay. We'll boom. We'll boom. Although Vince, <laughs> since we're on the baseball talk, I have like a, I have like a legitimate, like, like epic bro trip. And anybody who's listening who's like the massive baseball fan that like Vince and I are, this would be yep. so cool. And if you enjoy sushi, it's also a plus. So where is this going? <laughs> are oh, you going to Japan? You, I am. You Let's go. Let's fucking okay. go. We're gonna go to Japan. We'll be the largest things they've ever seen. Anyways. It's like baseball um, and sushi. <laughs> okay. So my whole thing is is I want to plan a trip to Tokyo, right? Okay. And want to plan a trip to Tokyo, and you got to go for at least two weeks at the very late, at the very yeah, just to make the flight worth it. Yeah, like true blown Hattori Hanzo shit, right? I want to go eat sushi in a little Tokyo town, and then I want to go watch baseball for like an entire week, and I want to travel all the major baseball spots within Tokyo because baseball there is like the fucking epicenter of everything that they do sports wise, and it is a democracy, so it's not communist country, right? So you go and. Like I said, they'll be the large, like, we'll, they'll be like, white Godzilla. And then we'll walk in. <laughs> oh my God. And, and, and we'll be like, hello, hello. We'll be like, we might leave celebrities, right? So, yeah, we just got to figure out how to speak in some, some Japanese, some sort of native about. tongue. I'll watch Kill Bill yeah. 17 times, pick up on the little there stuff, you, you know? That should um, help. Anyways, <laughs> that should totally help. Anyways, yep. um, <laughs> we walk in places and the only thing we know is Hattori Hanzo. <laughs> anyway, anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> yeah, they're anyways. just a, you say that, and they're just like, "What can I get for you?" In just normal English, <laughs> and you're like, "Shit, shit." Anyways, Whoopsies. Vince, who knows? We we might leave Japan with your bride. I mean, you just might leave with your Japanese bride. You never know. Anyways. I'm sure my parents would love um, that. It's like I found I found a wife, mom. She's Japanese, and she doesn't know what I say, and that's why she likes me. Maybe she's an Americanized Japanese gal. You never know. Could be. Anyways, I have this whole thing in my head, but I want to go eat sushi and watch baseball in Japan. And that is I've heard of worse ideas, Mike. And by that, I mean, that's a wonderful idea. And that sounds freaking sake. Go watch baseball. Eat really good sushi. I mean, come on. And then be looked at like a one world marvel because we're taller than anybody that's ever existed (laughs) there. Probably ever next to Yao Ming. See, that's the issue, though. Like, we're probably we're going to go there. Has Yao Ming? I mean, he he's probably been to Japan at some point. Yeah, no but, kidding. But um, what's that? No kidding. Isn't he from there? No, he's, he's Chinese. He's from China. 
Oh my yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but even so, like, yeah, and there's got there's a there's got to be some modernization, some a bunch of white people there. So maybe we'll fit in a little better than we think. But either way, down to go. Uh, all these guys coming out of Japan that are just absolute world beaters. I would love to just go, Insane. you know, see how that Insane. ends up working because. I mean, we'll it's see crazy some of it there. in the World Baseball Classic. This is just going to add to more of the hype of the World Baseball Classic, which this podcast should cut. Co- we'll cover a little bit of it. I oh, yeah. see Vince. Is it fucked up? I get more excited about the World Baseball Classic than I do like the World Cup of Soccer. Like, or is it be- like, no. I don't like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you because you like baseball more, no which shit, makes yeah. sense. Um yeah. The World Cup is like cool as a world event, as like a cultural event for me, more than it is like a soccer tournament. Um, obviously the final God. match was awesome. Uh yeah. but yeah, I think I think you're justified in that because also watching soccer sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what that penalty was. You'll know what the hell's going on in the baseball game. Okay. Yeah, I dig it. You see? I so you, you get me. Done. Yeah. I, I figured you. it out. Anyways. Why don't we get in a little bit of uh your favorite sport this time of the year? The and NBA run with it. So, you know, this ball, is actually this has something to do with a team that you did like slash do like. Maybe I still like him. I still um, like him. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. Fucking love it. Uh, I mean, hey, if, if he wasn't going know, to the Bulls, if he wasn't going to go to the Bulls, which we did have a small pipe dream about him going to the Bulls. Yeah. I mean, he should definitely go to the Suns. I mean, we were talking about it literally the week before it happened. Heard it here first. Just saying. That's what I was going to say. We we called that last week. Um, well, you called it. I was just on board. And I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. that'd be great. There you go. You know, if you're on the bus and we're both on the bus and we both arrived, then we're, we both went there, you know? so Beep, beep. Who got the keys here to, to the Jeep? Text um, this has... <laughs> That was nice. This has a uh, championship implications, obviously. Um, Kevin Durant is a very good basketball player. I don't know if you guys knew that. Breaking news, Kevin Durant's good at basketball. Um, I know. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they're fourth in the Western Conference right now. I think they're probably the most complete skill level team right now, Um, especially with the Warriors playing as they are. I can see them going to a championship. I can see them trying to get Chris Paul that ring. Will it happen? I don't know. But I do know that Phoenix is a much better situation for Kevin Durant than Brooklyn was a couple weeks ago. So happy to see him there. I'm really interested to see what they end up doing. There's so much scoring on this team now. But what they ended up doing is trading a lot of their guys. Um, The Nets ended up getting Michael Bridges from the Kevin Durant trade, and they ended up getting Dorian Finney-Smith from the Luka Doncic, or not the Luka Doncic, excuse me, Kyrie Irving trade. Um, The Nets then received four first-round picks for Mikael Bridges, and they denied it. They said, I don't want your four first-round picks. And then they received two an offer for two first-round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith, which they also rejected. So they really like these guys. I don't know why. Maybe they're trying to build around a young nucleus, but this also opens up the floor for Mikael Bridges to have a bigger role, and he's played really well for what it is. But um, he had an interview after he got traded, and he said, yeah, they traded for Kevin Durant. I'm pretty sure I would have done that too. Which, you know, like the the well, actual ability honest. to... Yeah, he know he understands it, which is big, because, like, he's right. Like, you're Mikael Bridges, and he's Kevin Durant. Like, there's a difference here. And okay. he understands that. And he's not like, why would they trade me? I'm a dog. Like, come on. 
Well, let's look at this from a Nets perspective. Okay, if you know that you just got rid of Kyrie and you just got rid of, um, you just got rid of KD, like in yeah. literally two weeks' time. Okay, so now you say, all right, well, we're gonna suck for a little while. We're gonna make a lot of these draft picks worthwhile. Maybe you suck for the next like three to four years, but you're building a young nucleus right now. And what? I mean, it's the NBA. These guys can't be older than 21. So like how Bridges got drafted three or four years ago. I can't remember. Okay. So maybe he's in his early 20s. So maybe your turnaround time hypothetically is two to three. Even then you try and yeah. So 2026, you're trying to compete again. You suck for a couple of years. You got all this draft capital. You build some core pieces. You never know. Or you flip those core pieces. You just don't know. The NBA is so difficult to predict because guys are so bitchy and they, and they like, (laughs) like, it's like the bitchiest league I've ever seen in my life. It's like a fucking reality TV show. It's like, these guys are so hot and cold one day. It just never knows. Like, like for example, Kyrie Irving one week says, Oh, I'm with this team and I want to take the the nets to a championship. And literally four days later, he's asking for a trade. So these guys well, are like, team, is... it's that team too. Like if you think about all the mm-hmm. guys that were on that team, like they went through a carousel of difficult to deal with people like James Harden, rough time to deal with, with that rockets in that situation. Kyrie Irving, obviously difficult. Kevin Durant wasn't necessarily difficult. He was just part of the overall problem, which ended up getting him shipped out. And then they got Ben Simmons. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you add all those volatile personalities to that? That's crazy. And then Kevin Durant's sitting there like, guys, what are we doing here? Yeah, no. I mean, whatever. I just think it's the amount of disrespect that these guys have for the ownership groups that pay them yeah. millions of dollars. That'll happen. But then you, you yeah. in the other side of the coin, you end up getting a, a Giannis who seems to be loyal to the Bucks at this point. So, But guys um, like that are yeah. few and far between. You know, right. but right now it's crazy if you look at the West. Who would have thought the flipping Kings would be where they are? They're like the Light the story. beam, Mike. Light the beam, uh, Mike. They're loving it out there in Sacramento. Are they going to be in third place in the next week? No, the Suns are going to take over that, I'm sure. But The Suns are the probably going to take over the division. Uh, the Suns are going to take over the West. There's no two yeah. bones about it. Once, once they start practicing together, I mean, KD, now he can just focus on what he does best, which is like shooting. And, and having just, a consistent Devin Booker knocking down shots, that's huge. Well, I, there's the thing. Who does it help more? Does it help KD more or does it help Devin Booker more? That's the real question. It's got it's got to help. It's got to help Devin Booker more. I mean, it helps. I think both you're right. There's no doubt about that. But it's got to help Devin Booker more because he goes from focal point scorer to second guy. Right off the bat. And he can just focus on driving now and they can set up like pure just shots, what he does. He's he's very yep. Kobe esque. He's the very he's he's as Kobe as Kobe could be. He's yeah. not like gonna be the guy who drains threes all the time, but he's also gonna be a guy who can take shots inside the paint, drive, hit shots from the elbow, create his own shot. He's that guy. Where KD yeah. is just an assassin. And can drain it from anywhere. From anywhere, no matter what, which is yeah. huge. And then yeah. obviously Chris Paul benefits maybe more than either of them because well, Chris he Paul, gets the well, opportunity to go get a ring again. Because <laughs> he well, it, That's the obvious one, but I'm just talking from like a player standpoint as to like yeah. how that helps you score more points, be a better player. Right. As a player. And right. as a team, how they gel. I don't think, you know, the Suns ownership. And not only that, but you still got DeAndre Ayton. You can't take that. Well, Suns ownership changed like 
what was it, seven hours before this trade happened? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so see, they were like, the, we're the here, goes to show and you we're here to switch it around. Yeah. Huh. So what's the thought about, I mean, DeAndre Ayton still a focal point of that offense. I mean, he's a glassy. Yeah, he's fourth. <laughs> That's the thing now. And I, I, I was expecting him to get moved in any moves like this. And the fact that he didn't need to uh, was big Close for them. They value him. Yeah. That and or other teams don't value him as high as they do because um, he's also got that big contract. But what ends up coming out of this now is they're top heavier than they were before. They had a pretty solid bench squad, um, but they're top heavier. Now they add a top 10 player of all time and Kevin Durant. So you got to say that's a net positive for the team, but it will be interesting to see how the bench goes with obviously an aging Chris, Chris Paul. The rest of the team is younger, um, but Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are older as well. So they're going to need some of those guys to step up as well. And you have to expect Aiton to be that guy. And granted, 29, 11 and two in his last game played 37 minutes. That's what you're going to need from him. Oh yeah. Easily. I, I think Chris Paul, this is perfect for him. Now he can just focus on facilitating, which is what he does really well at this stage of his yep. career. He can still shoot. Well, he can still, I mean, he's not CP three when he was on new Orleans, right? By no means, by no stretch of the word. Most people aren't or, or yeah, a hundred percent. So with all that, I think this is a great move for the Suns. I think this helps them lock down the West. What would be great parody is if the Mavericks and the Suns played in some sort of a conference game to kind of That'd decide be awesome. the West. Because that, <laughs> that would, would be, be like so a big, awesome, big hubbub. Um, but let's kind of divert focus to the East a little bit to sure. our most favorite team, right? To the Bulls. To the Bulls. Um, I mean, you got to preempt the convo because there's a little bit here that you got to unpack to understand, you know, the stupidity of the organization. But go right ahead. The Bulls didn't do anything. <laughs> they almost did something. They, they didn't do anything. Um, but there's still opportunity out there. And let me tell you why. Uh, Russell Westbrook got traded from the Lakers. Oh, he got traded to the Utah Jazz and the Utah Jazz subsequently bought him out. The Bulls have their radar on a free agent power or point guard. Patrick Beverly got traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Patrick Beverly got bought out. So now there's two guys that were on the Lakers that are free agents currently that need a place to go. Patrick Beverly is from Chicago. He's a defensive stopper. Russell Westbrook, we all know him. He gets his stats in. He can score. He can't shoot, but he can score. He's a decent facilitator. All those things, and Billy Donovan came out on record saying that their camps are talking and they're trying to come up with something. If you asked me this last year, would I have wanted Russell Westbrook? I would have said no. If you asked me this year, I say, how is it going to hurt us? (laughs) If we take him now without the contract that he had since he did get bought out, how is he going to hurt us? Okay, let's just talk about this for a minute. He has sure. been a, ro- a locker room cancer since he left Oklahoma. Yeah, but City. that's not actually true. Yes, it is. Man's Most people say that it's not. Most people say that he's he's competitive, but he's conversational, and people actually like him in the locker room. That was the whole What's thing. Billy too, Donovan want like, him back because he's like maybe a culture piece because he coached him in OKC. That's what I think I too. I think if anybody's going to get him back on board, it's going to be Billy D. If I had to choose one or the other, I would choose Pat. Patty Bev, 100%, because there's a guy who can play defense. 
I'm surprised that the Bulls didn't get rid of um, who's the kid with the headband. What's his name? Oh God, why am I Caruso? On his name? <clears throat> yeah, I'm surprised yeah, the Bulls didn't get rid of Caruso. Caruso, people were reaching out, and that was the thing too. People reached out to about him more than anybody, and the Bulls were like, "Hell no," which I love because Caruso is a huge piece on that team, but. They could have gotten a decent haul for him because that's the thing, too. And this goes with the Mike, Mike Michael Bridges and the Dorian Finney Smith thing is first round picks in the NBA are a lot, a lot less valuable than they are in the NFL. So if you end up getting that 20th pick or whatever in the first round, like that's that might yield nothing for you. There's only 12 guys on a roster, so that might yield nothing for you. So people are a little more hesitant to grab that than, say, a you know, NFL team would. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I still believe that right now the Bulls should really consider in the offseason just tearing it down to the studs again. Yep. Because I don't think Carter really said no it. shot. Oh, my God. What are, They're here to compete. Compete what? To the fucking purgatory of the NBA? The play-in. To the play-in so I can keep my goddamn what? beard. There was a Vince. piece of me. Okay. There was a piece to, to, of me that was jacked that they didn't get rid of anybody because I want to keep my beard. You're not going to keep your beard, Vince, because they're currently 11th right now. They're 26 and 31, and they're trash. 25 they games trash. left. Anything could change. Maybe they'll go uh, 51 and 31 to finish the they season. They lost... They've literally lost their past four games. Four. In a row. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm just, I'm being hopelessly optimistic. Grizzlies one hundred forty eighty nine. Nets one sixteen to one hundred five. Cavs yeah. ninety seven to eighty nine. Magic yeah. one hundred and ninety one. I mean, come on, bro. What hurts is I watched that Cavs game and just like last time, I mean, Donovan Mitchell just diced him up. But the Bulls were leading the entire game until the fourth quarter. I was watching it with my brother. I was like, watch. This is what they do. They'll lead all game, and then the fourth quarter comes, and then they'll just drop the ball. And he's like, hey, guess what? I'm like, I know. I, I just told you. That's exactly what happens. It's agonizing. That's exactly what happens. Bring in Russell Westbrook. What can hurt? Listen, if you want to watch better basketball right now, go watch the fucking G League Bulls because they're far more competitive <laughs> the than the real Bulls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went on Friday night. It was a great fucking time. I'm not even yeah. kidding. It was a great time. Tickets are $10. Where are you going? Yeah. Windy City Bulls, Not if you're listening player. to this, <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, you know, hey, maybe make us, you know, the general podcast of, of the Windy know, City Bulls. Thing. I support that. Yeah. Wouldn't it be sick? We take it on. Why not? We'd be good at it. Take it on in a heartbeat. Sure. Only thing I'm saying is, is that the Bulls aren't going to, they're, they're going to the bottom realm of the NBA. And this is going to be the case for many moons to come. Once again, parallels to Jerry Reinsdorf led organizations and why I'm choosing not to bet on them, why I'm betting against them and why Vince will shave his beard towards the start of spring. You're going to look so dashing. Have I ever told you that? Uh, I'm going to look, I'm going to look bad, dude. Luckily it grows relatively fast. So within a week it'll be back. No, but you're gonna, but gonna I mean, come suck. on, think about it. you're going to be go heading into the summer. You're not going to have an itchy beard to deal with. Yeah, wait. What? So when is the season end? Like April? No season end. Yeah, season ends like late April, April early 9th. May. So April ninth yeah. is their last game. So we'll know at that point. April ninth. Vince, why don't, you, why don't you just remind us what you're going to shave with? Uh, during um, the year? 
Hmm. So if the Bulls don't make the playoffs, I hope they do still. But if they don't, I will be shaving with none other than Henson shaving. And yes. they get you right. They get you right. So they get you right. Without without further ado, sir, here's a word from Henson shaving. The Henson razor. More. It puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. The razor's made with CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. Um, We talked about this last week, obviously. We're back around again. I use this so I get I get my hair cut, I get it lined up by the barber. And my biggest concern every time I'm done with it is like, hey, I'm not gonna get a haircut for two weeks. My beard's gonna get wild. I would use my razor with the multiple blades and it would just, you know, it would just basically ruin my beard because I'm like, I can't get this line perfectly. This is perfect. It has unique head design, it has one blade in it, it's very thin, very precise, and it can just kind of get right into there. Um it has as exit channels, so I know the biggest problem that everybody has is how do I clean my razor after it, and it's always a pain in the butt. This time, they have these nice little spots at the bottom of it. It's a single blade. You can run water right through, and the hair goes right down the drain. Clean. To your point, I've Vince. never had a razor that's easy to clean. Never. To your point, Vince, I mean, I shaved before this wedding I went to last week, right? And I'm very particular about when I shave because I have very sensitive skin. And usually there's certain parts of my face that'll break out or I'll get razor burn. I don't get that with sure. this razor at all. Ooh. And to your point, I think with the technology that they use, I mean, we're talking aerospace engineering here. We're talking materials that are used on the International Space Station. I mean, Vince, I'm not breaking out anymore. And not only that, but the handle itself and the razors themselves are so light. I, I don't know what we were doing before. Easy to pack. Easy to do everything. It is not like your normal razor. And the biggest kicker here, cost of ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor. Better for the environment. Stop using plastic razors. Use this metal one. So go on the website, hensonshaving.com. Use the promo code TAXISQUAD at checkout. And receive a hundred pack of blades free with the purchase of a razor. You got to put them both in your cart. So put the razor in your cart. Put the hundred pack of blades when you're checking out Taxi Squad. T A X I S Q U A D. And for most users, this amount of blades will last two to five years of shaving. So promo code Taxi Squad HensonShaving.com. Super Bowl talk, Vinny. We got to get into Super it, man. Super Bowl. I mean, hey, if, if we were going to, like, put the weight of the season on what this game outcome was going to be, I guess I lost. But no, no, still wax, still wax that ass in the regular season and the playoffs. I beat mind you, you when it counts, but hey, I beat you, you when beat it counts. Shit. You beat your ass. You beat nothing. Yeah. Yeah. The the Chiefs beat the Eagles 38-35. And the first thing I'd like to say before we get into anything is that this was an awesome game beginning to end. It was a wonderful game. It was one of the best football games I've watched in a very long time. It's kind of what you're looking for anytime you're watching a Super Bowl because there's nothing really worse than having issues or not even issues. Just like you're in the third quarter and you're like, game's already over. I hate this. You're not going to want that, especially at a Super Bowl party. Um, 
So it was a good game overall. We're going to break it down here, but I think that was just that should just be said before we get into the nitty gritty. So first of all, high scoring Super Bowl in the past five years. Very exciting to watch. Just almost 70 plus points, 70 plus points scored for the first time in a Super Bowl in a long, long time. So right there goes to show you was a great game. Action packed. Action-packed, 100%. I mean, so this was actually one of the first Super Bowls, they said, in almost 35 years that the first two opening drives, both teams went down and scored. No kidding. Not touchdowns, just in general? Touchdowns. Wow. Touchdowns, because they both scored on their opening drives. Eagles got the ball, drove down the field, touchdown. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay, yep. the poor bastards who bet Kenneth Gainwell for the first touchdown, which was probably yeah. like 40 to 1 that or some shit. shit. And then they call it back because he was down. They, they had, had to be to freaking have three out. Three shits in a kitten. <laughs> I am so sorry if that guy was you because you missed the bag hardcore. Anyways, then Jalen Hurts gets his opportunity and pushes it in not only one time, but three separate fucking yep. times. Did this guy have a rushing touchdown? It was insane. It was something like the, I've never seen before. It's almost like a college game. The reason, like the funnier thing about what you just said, the guys that bet on Kenneth Gainwell, because like, you know, like that guy's brother bet a Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown for way less odds. Just like, <laughs> and he ran it in and they're just like, fuck you, dude. Like I could have had so much money, but you got nine bucks on a Jalen Hurts run rushing touchdown to start the game. So um, Jalen Hurts was unbelievable. This game though. Oh, absolutely. Jalen Hurts crushed life. This game. You love to see it. I mean, it's arguable to say that he could have won the MVP. If the Eagles yeah. win this game. He could have won I mean, it if it, they it, didn't still. I wouldn't have been completely surprised. In a way, he could have. I was thinking to myself, I was like, he arguably had the best game next to anybody. Out of anybody. Yeah, I agree. Put up four touchdowns for his team. I mean, which is nuts in itself. So if you break it all down, I don't know. To me, this game, it was a shame it ended the way it ended. I think that's what I get a little caught up with. I can agree with you there. I'm with you. Um, I get I get a little caught up with it. You know, nobody anticipated there to be a double digit lead going into the half. And then Patrick Mahomes was hobbled. So, yeah. I don't know. So I placed a bet to have uh, more than two and a half or the over for the two and a half of people throwing the ball. So I was hoping that like a flea flicker would happen or an offensive lineman would get the ball and be able to throw it downfield. Mahomes got injured, and a part of me was like, come on, just bring in Henny for, like, one play just so we can make a completed pass and I can win this bet. Um, But you knew for a fact that he wasn't coming out of the game. Like, you knew it. He he limped off. You're like, they're going to shoot him up with something. He's going to run right back out and be ready to go after that. Although he did claim he did not take any shots at halftime or anything. Although, come on. If anybody saw him in the postgame presser, he looked absolutely zooted. Yeah, he was like lethargic. He looked looked absolutely zooted off something. So I'm sorry. They probably gave him some sort of painkiller. But I'm, you know what? If I'm the starting quarterback of any team in the Super Bowl, I'm I'm doing that every time, especially if you got a legacy on the line. So let's talk about that later. Um, Yeah, let's finish it off with that. I want to talk about the field condition. Oh, the so, grass that they spent a bunch of money on that wasn't proven to be good. Yeah. 
So they went through this whole thing like Super Bowl grass. We're going to get this new grass. It was that I forgot what college it was. It was like Oregon State or something like that or Oklahoma State or something random like that or maybe Arizona State. I don't know. Um, but they have like this perfectly patented turf that they utilize for that. And they're like, we're going to bring it on to the to the Super Bowl. We're going to spend a bunch of money for that. It's going to be in great condition. And the whole game was affected by how bad the, t- the turf was. Every time someone caught the ball, they ate it or they fell or something like that. And and I think this has this did have an effect on the outcome of the game because of the Eagles defensive line. Um the best front four in the NFL this year for sure. I think they're third all time after the 84 Bears and the 85 Bears and in sacks and pressures. So they didn't touch Mahomes all game. That is usually bad news for you if you can't wrap the guy up, especially if you're a team that focuses and kind of leans on that as a defense and they they weren't able to touch him um because honestly they couldn't they couldn't dig their feet into the ground um if you saw on the eagle sideline and they did show this a couple times is they had a stacks of cleats of all the cleats that people ended up changing out of because they weren't the proper cleats for the type of field because they were just sliding around so much that's not it's something that you want to affect the actual super bowl so um and then also this is just a side thing they call the guy that take that took care of the field the sod father, and that's already patented and taken by the man who takes care of the Chicago White Sox field. So uh get your own nickname, dude, and leave him alone. Yeah, you can't you can't like steal the name of the sod father from the White Sox. Eh? And granted, this guy's and- like 90 something and he's been doing it forever, but still, like, that's the White Sox guy. I mean, the players are coming out at nauseum and basically saying that was the worst field conditions that they have ever played in. Like, you think the NFL would have, like, dumbed it down just like a little bit and said, hey, you know what? Mm, let's see what it's like first before we go all in on this one. Oh, probably a good idea, huh? <laughs> Instead of just you running know, probably, in blind. Probably like, you know, hey, why don't we have like a just a, a scrimmage on this field and this turf Something. first in a dome? Or practice, you know, try it out in like maybe the preseason before you go all in on this shit during the Super Bowl. And they were like selling this as if it was like, oh, gives the players the best traction and this and that. Like defensive linemen were on record saying, I thought I had my man beat. I thought I had everything like ready to go. And basically I fell on my face. Yeah, it was like we couldn't dig our cleats into the ground. And we've had this conversation and Cooper Cup has been very outward about it and how turf is probably not the best thing to play football on. Some guys like it because it makes them a little bit faster, but digging into the actual ground doesn't work out too well. This is case. What? A hundred thousand of that being proven. But like, this wasn't like, this wasn't, no, this was it's a special turf. Have, I thought it was turf. No, it's not turf. This was real grass, bro. This was what? real grass. Oh yeah. Because they shipped that grass out in that stadium. That grass rolls out of that stadium in Arizona. It has its own plot. It has its own plot of land literally next to the stadium where it gets sunshine and they water it and all that good shit. So that is maybe this is a fight for turf. This was a fight for turf and it blew up in their face. Wild. Or grass. This was a fight for grass and it kind of blew up in their face. It did. So maybe you just go with like pure whatever the fuck you got to do. I don't know. But yeah, no, this is where the NFL gets cute with stuff. And they're like, oh, we're just going to throw a bunch of money at this 
because some botanist was like, I can make the perfect grass. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> and like they bought in the lab in. for nine years to grow the perfect grass. It's what it's kind great. Of it's great. Growing, in a, from a from <laughs> grass is this guy growing from a thirty grass? from a thirty thousand foot lens. Uh, it seems like a great idea, but then once you get down to the nitty gritty, once you circle, once you circle around and do your due diligence, you realize that it might not be the best idea in the world, and that's what ended up happening. And that kind of sucks because it neutralized Word. the biggest threat on that Philadelphia defense. You know what the NFL should have did, Vince? What? They should have looked at it from a thirty thousand feet lens before they did right. their due diligence. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. And they're going to, you know, they're going to have to circle back around on it. They'll chat about circle it. They'll circle back. back. Then the they'll follow up maybe? via email. And then they'll send the meeting notes that way. So it'll be good for everybody all around. It'll be good. Uh, but it does yes. it does suck because they neutralized that, that defense. And it obviously became an issue. But if there was a oh, yeah. hobbled Mahomes on the field and those guys could get to the quarterback, we're looking at a different game. And since it's a three-point game, we're probably looking at a different outcome. The fact that he wasn't But you play the game where you play it. It's equal on both sides. I'll say that. You play to win the game, Vince, as Denny Green would say. R.I.P. Denny Denny Green, Green. the legend. The legend Denny. Uh, I mean, yeah, but to to say that there really um, was a matter of two sacks allowed, and that was by the Eagles, is impressive. Um, Crazy. In saying that there was a defensive touchdown in the Super Bowl, I don't think there's been one of those in, I think, three years. So the Odds on that, that had to be was, nice. Odds on that had to be bananas. Jalen Hurts, I'm sure, is kicking himself because of it, even though the following drive they drove down the field to score. Amazing ball by Jalen Hurts. I mean, can we just like pause the fact that that ball that he threw to A.J. Brown was something out of, like, I don't know, an NFL storybook. Like, he couldn't have put that ball in a better spot, better catch, everything. It was perfect. Yeah, he he was a dog all game. Um, like I said a couple times already, he's not the reason that they lost the game. There's no doubt. Three oh four, three rushing touchdowns. That that Philadelphia QB sneak is completely unstoppable. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, that every time they lined up, I'm like, because I was, you know, I had rooting interest in the Chiefs. I was like, how how do you stop this? Like it's impossible to stop this. They're gonna do it every single time, and it always worked. Um. So, yeah, I mean, they, they got crafty. They got playful. Uh, Sirianni crying before the game at the National Anthem was interesting. <laughs> it was, the way he was crying was really interesting. wild. It was a grown man who is a big it was, crier. I agree. You know, it was cool. I mean, it is guy. a Super Bowl and all this stuff, but when you lose one, it doesn't end up doing well on the Internet for you. He is a you meme know, many people... if I've, I've ever seen one. Yeah, you know, I saw a couple of them that were like Nick Sirianni before the game when he read the script. thought that yeah. was funny. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was a great one. That was a good one. But I mean, hey, it's your first Super Bowl. You're 35 years old. You've coached this team now for two years and your second year. You're taking them to a Super Bowl. It's an emotional moment. I mean, Chris Stapleton's lighting it up with those pipes of his. And yeah, oh, and the under. he got he got to it and got out. He got the under by a millisecond. Yep. Shout out to you. Literally two. So, so the over on it was two minutes and two seconds. He hit it at two minutes and 1.9999 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. crazy. 
Can you imagine the guy who bet the under? He was probably on the edge of his seat. Like, holy shit, it ended. It's over. Yeah. It's over. <clears throat> See, that's what's crazy. You know, that guy had like a stopwatch. And he was just like, one, two, three. And he probably was wrong about it anyway. <laughs> how do you actually time it out like that? But Yeah, you, you never know. But I mean, Chris Stapleton crushed. But let's get into, you know, the last drive of this game. So sure. let's get in the final two drives of the game that kind of iced okay. it. Right. So a couple different scenarios here. And the Eagles, to the point, got the ball back on two separate occasions after the second half where the Chiefs came out and scored. And yep. Andy Reid made some amazing halftime, halftime adjustments. So if you really break it down, Andy Reid, from an X's and O's standpoint, kind of understood what the Eagles were trying to do, which was take away team. some of his top, right? He had an understanding that they're playing a lot of man and they overcommit. They pulled a lot of plays on them that Doug Peterson pulled on them the week the Jags played them. Doug Peterson. You think that's Andy or you think that's the enemy? I think that's Andy calling his boy Doug, Dougie P, former Super Bowl winning head coach with the Eagles and saying, hey, what do I do? You played these guys. What did you do? How do you see it? And there are reports that Dougie P did tell him a lot of motion. They will lose. So basically, I think he had some plays in his back pocket for the second half, and he wanted to see how the first half went. And you saw that motion play to Sky Moore, wide open. Motion play to Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony, wide open. So especially those point, goal line, those goal line tosses. It's just like, where is the defense? Because well, they committed. The defense overcommitted so on everything. Yep. If you watch right. the tape, they overcommitted on liver, literally everything. Well, so and the thing is, is, they did the same play. Out. They did the same play to the they other play. side the next time. And it was like, what do you they did a guys? Most, you They did a jet coming. motion with Sky Moore across the field. Nobody picks him up, and he's wide open running towards the pie line. Of course, Jack or Mahomes is going to put the ball out. There it is. You, almost got, <laughs> you got Jackson on your brain. No, never mind. Pause. <laughs> Anyways, Pause. if we look at it from that standpoint, and the Eagles did have their opportunity to get the ball back, but that defense just put up a great fight, you know, going back and watching some of the film. Now, to the point, game tied 35-35 with, you know, two minutes left, and then it's third down, and then that holding call, oh, boy, threw me, just drove me up a fucking wall. Yeah, it pissed off a lot of people. Um, it sucks that that's the way the Super Bowl gets decided because also it gave them – that first down so they can drain a little bit of clock and basically give the Eagles no shot. Um, I will say it's a heads up play by Pat Mahomes. He understands the scenario. Snap the ball, get it out of the hand. Cause then at that point, if the defenders obviously touching him, holding on to him, he can't make a play on the ball, all that stuff. So, I mean, it was heads up by him. Um, that's not the way you want to see it to end, but you know, I mean, even the guy that did it, he like admitted that he it was a hold. Like if you look at the video, it was a hold. All that stuff is just sometimes you want to let the boys play in that scenario. But you know, if you want to look, if you want to fight for good refereeing, they got to call those plays too. So it's a rock and a hard place here for me. Here's my problem: if that ball was catchable for Juju, I get it. It was not. Sure. That ball That's, was over. Is that part of the like rule though? Flipping yards it doesn't matter doesn't matter. It's like P.I. If the ball isn't catchable, the play shouldn't be held to the same standard. They In my opinion. The rule. I, I mean, no, it, it makes it makes a lot of if sense. If you actually look at the same play, 
you know, Mahomes was being pressured off the left side of the left side of the ball. That's Orlando Brown Jr.'s side of the ball, right? Right. He's pretty okay. good, I've heard. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> but he was holding that defensive end. Every go, look, play. go back and look at the film. Not every play, that play. No, I'm saying that that happens every play. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna call that holding on the receiver, they should call it on the offensive lineman too. Bullshit. Same shit yeah. happened in the Cincinnati game. I'm sorry, I hate to say sometimes the shit feels rigged, but it does. I'm not gonna get all up in my feels about it because the season's over. Season's <laughs> over. It's over. All right. I'm not gonna, gonna be lose my mind the way I did about the Cincinnati bet. Maybe lost a little coin on that, but it's fine. That was so funny. <laughs> we need more of that. Yeah, we yeah. Maybe we'll get into a little bit more of that. I mean, I might have <laughs> had my Stephen A. moment where I lost a fucking lid. But when it's aggressively bad, similar to this, I I don't think I, I think the NFL once again needs to have some sort of eye in the sky like the XFL does and have a true judge that just sits there and reviews every single play and doesn't call it. But if a flag is called, he can review and he has ultimate authority to go. That was bullshit. Pick it up. If you do that, though, doesn't that start up like you could definitely start, start like. What does it start? If it's one person, it's a game it's one person then, then they can. No, I mean, no, well, but you got to figure out eyes. the second set of eyes, Vince. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's why they review plays, I guess, too. But I, yeah, yeah, but, but that's then the thing again, you they don't review every gamers. play. They don't review that fucking play. You know what I'm saying is they could they could literally before they even make the announcement could go into that ref's ear and say pick that fucking call pick that flag up that was bullshit. Yeah, I guess. I just how long is that going to make the game? And will they review it like we'll a, make it I don't longer? The game's already long. Everybody loves watching football, anyways. Who gives a shit? Just yeah, that's saying. true. Just the stopping. I don't know. Stopping time. That's that's a point of contention sometimes for people in in football. Um, but e- even so, like I said, you want to see gamers finish the game. You want to see guys play. You want to see the Eagles have another chance to come back and do it. And they you didn't get see that. Guys being see- dudes. Right. You want to see the Kansas City Chiefs make one more play on the defense. Let that Spagnolo defense do what it needs to do and and make a stop. That's what you want to see. And they weren't they weren't able to do that. So no, that's kind of no, they they weren't. I wanted to see if the Eagles got the ball back and failed to drive down the field and either tie the game or score a touchdown to win the game. Fine. Yep. But that didn't happen because of some fucking silly nanny call that they want to like, you know, hold on to. But like I said, I do respect the Eagles organization and coming out and saying we could have played better. That's not where yep. the game was won and lost. Bradbury That's came out. That's why there's so many no minutes in the hold. game. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So I respect them as a team. They won like men. They didn't win like a group of cowards and didn't dance on the field or do any bullshit. They lost like men. They got there like men. They walked off the field. They're real dogs. And I do have a new respect for Nick Sirianni. I know I have been on this podcast, busting his chops, talking about growing plants, growing talking plants. about a lot of good stuff. Growing but tulips. he's still a good coach, and he's a dog. But let's go into our bets, and let's see what hit. Um, and, yeah, we'll go from there. And mostly what did it. Uh, last week's bets, yeah. I told everybody to take heads. That was wrong. <laughs> so, sorry. Tails never fails, they say. Sometimes it does. Last year it did, so I thought, keep riding the hot hand. Well, we did win. A little ding, 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 some money-making. Opening kickoff to result in the touchback. That happened because he just bombed it way over his head and it went out the back of the end zone. 
plus one eight twenty five for me, make me a little bit of money. And well, Travis Kelsey did did not get the first touchdown. That went to Mr. Jalen Hurts. So almost Kenneth Gainwell. Like like we said almost. at the beginning of the podcast, almost. if you thought, oh my god, if you thought you had that and then it got reversed, you were like, oh god, questioning yep. life at that point in time. And then Chicago Mike decided to take the Gatorade color. I thought it was going to be orange. It ended up being purple. Technically, purple wasn't even an option. They said blue. So I don't know on FanDuel how that would have worked. You get the closest to the color. Not too sure. But it was clearly purple being the color. I thought Boston Scott was going to get an opportunity to score. That didn't happen. Jalen Hurts scored four fucking touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, Boston Scott didn't do dick. So He He was on the game for like what, like seven plays or something like that? Yeah. And then the parlay of Mahomes and Hurts scoring the two touchdowns. Well, shit, if I would have just went all in on Hurts, probably yeah. not a terrible decision. So Yeah, whoever put the money down for Jalen Hurts to rush three touchdowns, you made some good money. <laughs> but yeah, for yeah, real it's uh, I didn't have a great day betting. I did have a great day with um, – some Super Bowl squares, so I ended up making my money back, which is all that matters, really. But that's dope. Um, yeah, you, can't, you can't complain. You, you might want to fade put, us every now and then, guys. You might want yeah, to. Sometimes you got to fade us, but I, I did take some bets after doing a little bit more research after the week because, you know, as things come out, lines come out, over-unders come out, the bets of the night, in my opinion, were the Dallas Goddard over and on the receiving and uh, the Jalen Hurts over on the passing. If you would have hit both uh, Jalen Hurts over on the rushing and the passing yards, you would hit uh, Isaiah Pacheco as well. Rant that boy runs angry. By the way, he got smoked two plays in a row and did not matter. He came right back out there and went right. He is on. I don't know if what sort of steroid, but he is an angry runner. Oh yeah. You know the thing next year, people got to watch out for the Chiefs. Sky Moore and Isaiah Pacheco are coming, and And they also look the same. They do look a little bit of the same, but like Sky Moore is going to be that guy next season that I think is in line for a breakout year, A. And then B, I do believe Pacheco is going to be the bell cow for them. No doubt about it. Making that trade to get rid of Tyreek couldn't have been a better idea, for real, though. Yeah, you think he's regretting that a little bit? I don't think he gives a shit. I think he's just happy he got paid. A lot of guys in this league don't give a shit about winning. As long as they get paid. Yeah. And sometimes he, I mean, I don't blame him all the time. <laughs> I mean, I get like it, but I, I much, I, of course you want to get paid, but then again, I want to win a Super Bowl. You know, why do you, you play to win the game? You don't play just yep. to, you know what I'm saying? And it's solidifying that Pat and, Pat and Travis Kelsey uh, connection even more. Um, you clicking pens I, over there, Vince? You fucking clicking. Yeah, man. Clicking I take notes when we do this. I take notes um notes. i have one more thing to say about this game before we hop into our division winner for next year um if patrick mahomes didn't win this game if the chiefs didn't win this game the storyline would have been i'm sure of it that the chiefs won one but will they win another they can't get past the big game after the one that they won is pat mahomes not as good as everybody thinks I know for a fact that would have been at least set on first take, as we mentioned earlier. At this point now, these shows are just—they're looking for a storyline. They—they look for storylines to plug and play on this podcast. We're a little bit more realistic with it. I do believe, though, that of course you would have had that 
because you do have to show up when the lights are the brightest. Patty Mahomes yep. just, you know, there's certain guys when the lights are the brightest, they want the ball. And he's that guy. He wants to take the last shot. He wants to be on the field when the last play is about to be made. Clock, you know, coming down to final seconds, he wants the ball in his hands. That's the type of guy he's always been. That's like the type of no, you're right. born with. It's like um, the Jordan and- theory or Jordan gene, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. That's where it. you just have competitive dog in you. And that's and that's the thing. It's like I always think that's kind of bullshit because there is a lot more factors to it. Um, and in this situation, Patrick Mahomes was not the better quarterback in this game. That was pretty obvious. And it's going to come out of it. And in the future, it's going to look like, oh, they won because Pat beat Jalen Hurts. It's not necessarily the case. So, you know, just just put your thinking cap on when you see that shit, because it's kind of like, okay, they won as a team. They lost as a team. Like quarterback battles are a big deal. Pat Mahomes is obviously elite, Um, but there's more to it, obviously. So just something to keep in mind. That's the only reason why I said it. Well, another thing to keep in mind is, you know, Pat Mahomes deserved the opportunity to win, but you also have to know that it's not about what quarterback played better in that game. It's a yeah. team effort. So what team right. played better? It's a team game. You win as a team, you lose as a team. So with all of that being said, coaching, all of it was better on the KC side of the football. Yep. That's it. They over they 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 got out coached more so than they got out played. Now the quote to take away from this game, which I love, and this is Jalen Hurts' quote after losing the Super Bowl. And this is a guy who's been through a lot, transferred out of Bama, went to OU, developed as a quarterback, all this good stuff. The quote was, after he lost, he said, you either win or you learn. That's how I feel. You either win or you learn, Hurts said. Win, lose, I always reflect on the things I could have done better. Anything you could have done better to try and take the next step, that'll be the same process I always have going forward. So, paraphrase a little bit, but to the point, those are words of wisdom to live by, for real though. Because he just is because you lost the a big wise game, young man. He is a very wise young man. And it's you know, the only way you become wise is if you go through some shit, you know? Yeah. That's like that's like babe. And I've heard this take too, and I and I thoroughly enjoy it. Um this guy, along with Joe Burrow, same as last year, they both had really good games and losing efforts. These guys have experience playing at a high level in college in those big games where a lot of times quarterbacks that come in that are elite quarterbacks might not have been in. This is a situation where Jalen Hurts did play in one. He got literally taken out of one, put into one uh, national championship that was in college. You can tell that that kind of primes these guys for the big spotlight because they're in a situation like, listen, this is the biggest game of the season in the world. For that day, at the very least, but the most watched game in the world, I think they're more primed for those situations when they've had that experience in college. Yes, and then no, because Pat Mahomes didn't play a fucking one game of any meeting in college. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, and there's, there's exceptions the potato to the rule, but, but even so, like, there's, I feel like that, that level of, like, this is so much like, is it going to overconsume me? Like they like Jalen hurts and Joe Burrow last year. They both had this calm demeanor that they always have like, Hey, we we're here, but we're here to win the game. That kind of deal. So I know it could probably take over a lot of people without the experience of doing that, but they, I feel like they had a little bit of a taste to kind of know how they want to go into it. That's just my feelings. Cause they both played really well, even though they did lose those efforts. True. 
Absolutely. Once again, it doesn't always go into how well you played as an individual, but did you play well within that team? It's not always about the personal accolades. Yeah. It's about winning and losing as a team also. So who would have thought we'd be getting into the philosophicals on the podcast? Love it. Every now and again, we got to have a philosophy corner, Vinny. I like it. We're grown adults. We have opinions. Grown-ass men, dog. All right, let's get back to some fun. Let's go into the way-too-early division winners of the 23-24 NFL season. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Do you want to start with the AFC or the NFC? Let's start with the NFC. Let's go on our side of the town. All right, NFC North then? All right, yeah, let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the NFC North. Arguably the shittiest division in football. Okay, so in the NFC North, with the Vikings finishing last season at 13 and 4. We have the Lions finishing at 9 and 8. The Fackers or Packers finishing at 8 and 9. <laughs> and then our lovely Chicago Bears tying up that first pick in the NFL draft at 3 and 14. How do they finish next season, Vince? The Bears or the, the or the North? Just the just the NFC North. We're gonna go division to division, and then we're gonna contract this shit throughout next season. So let's go. Okay. NFC North next year. <clears throat> I want to take one team, but I'm going to take another. I think the Vikings are going to do it again next year. Think the Vikings are going to do it again? What's your reasoning behind that? Um, I think that they're an elite team in the regular season. Elite. I don't know if I don't know if the competition level is going to get that much better. Um, I don't think Karen Rodgers is coming back next year. Um, whether or not he comes back to the NFL, I think he's going to come back to the NFL. I don't think he's going to be on the Packers. Um, True. So if that's the case, the Lions could have a chance to get in there. It might be, you know, two dogs racing for it, but I don't want to dethrone the Vikings unless I have a decent reason as to why. That obviously the the win rate that they had was really high based on, and then the point differential was low. I get that, but um, Justin Jefferson's elite and Kirk Cousins is good in the regular season. So I'll give it to the Vikings again. Okay, interesting. I'm going to take it a little bit different of a take here. Okay. I'm not going to make the homer take. I'm going to take yeah, a take that I like, though. Bears. <laughs> no, 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 not that dumb. A lot of people may look at me like I'm crazy for this. I think the Lions have a yeah. legitimate chance after this offseason to make some moves, A, and in the draft and free agency. And Goff played well last year. Goff did play well last year, and I think they're rolling with him, and I think that they have a really good nucleus of young core players to protect him, A, they got some really good offensive talent in Amon Ron and this kid who came out of Bama last season. I think it's going to be interesting to watch. I think if they get a tight end in the draft that's worth the shit, it could really wind up doing well in their favor. You could use TJ right now. <laughs> I mean, that's ultimately with the assumption that, you know, Karen is not on the team uh, yeah. in, in lovely Wisconsin. But I still believe that the Lions have an opportunity to win the division. Now the Vikings, you know, you have some merit there. They did have a great season. Offense looked good, but they did lose in big games. But now you have Brian Flores coming in to tee up that defense for big stuff. So Brian Flores is a hell of a DC. So yes, he is. Don't don't sleep on that. So I don't, okay, I don't, but I'm still rolling I don't the think Lions. that's like I don't think pick, that's outlandish. I don't think it's no. outlandish. I think it's going to be won by a game or two. So I can yeah. see either team doing it, but I like Love where it. you're at. Love it. All right. Well, we went north. Let's go south. Let's go uh, let's south. Let's south. Let's go south. NFC um, South, Vinny. Who you got? This is tough. This is tough. <laughs> this okay. Is so give everybody division. some of that. You know, this is like the shittiest division to pick. So we got the Bucks, <laughs> the Panthers, and the Saints, and the Falcons. They all sucked. 
So mm-hmm. no team had more than eight wins all year. So let's kind of get into this. Uh, <laughs> if you had to pick one team to win the NFC South, Vince, who are you taking? Dude, not the Bucks. <clears throat> Fuck Depending man. on who Tommy's goes gone. to play quarterback for that team, but Tommy's gone. No. Tommy's gone. I don't think they're winning the division. Uh, I think there's a couple teams here that are going to be looking to get a quarterback. I think the Panthers have the best opportunity to get the quarterback. If they get a guy and they actually hit on it, they're going to get it. So I hate this. They might not even have a winning record next year either, but I'll take the Carolina Panthers to win that division next year. Vinny. There's a reason you're my co-host. I'm taking Let's the go. same, man. Well, I Let's fucking go. love the Panthers ride. They got one of the best defenses in probably football right now. They yep. bring in Frank Reich, who's a man of God. And then not only that, I think David Carr, Derek Carr, David, Derek Carr is going, it's going to Carolina, regardless of all the reports that the Saints, Raiders released them. Great. Paid them all his money. Fine. They're both interested, the Saints and the Panthers. I know. And I think the Panthers are going to win the bet because I think Carr is going to look at the situation of defense, look at the situation of the weapons he has. Yeah. They have draft picks, too. I think it works. I think it works, and I think he, he'll know how to place Frank Reich's system, and I think it'll work out in the long term. And not only that, but he can go and just be a game manager, and he doesn't have to be a world beater because the yeah. defense is great. Offensive line is young and emerging. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. No other team really sticks out to me but the Panthers, so give me the Carolina Panthers. They were seven and ten without a quarterback too. They didn't know who was playing quarterback week after week. I mean, when you got Dan, when, when you got Sammy D out there, granted, Sammy D, one of the best USC quarterbacks of the last ten years. Yep. Granted, hasn't turned out in the NFL. Whether that's lack of direction, could, could be a lot of things. Just saying, I, I like the Panthers. So yep. Now let's go and they had the Maker West. and PJ for what it's worth, but true. Who needs true? That? Yeah. Who needs that uh, in their life? We went north, we went south. Shall we go to the east? Let's go to the east. Let's go to the east. Let's go to the east. Uh, NFC East. Eagles have a lot of looming contracts right now. A lot of looming contracts and not a ton of cap space. It is sketchy. Um, Jalen Hurts is still a dog. They still have a lot of their weapons on offense. The Cowboys are really good this year. Cowboys but I hate the fucking right Cowboys. Year. I'm taking I Philly. Fucking... <laughs> I fucking hate the taking Cowboys. Philly. Okay. Okay. I kind of see where your brain's at. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with something that maybe people aren't thinking about right now. Alicia Keys. Okay. Go on. I'll, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> I think I'm rolling. No, I know. I know where you're at. Yeah, okay. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with the Giants. In New, New York. York. <laughs> yeah. Sing it, my guy. I really? I'm taking the Giants. And here's why. Danny Dimes last season in the playoffs yeah. excelled. Mm-hmm. And I think they would have beat the Cowboys. I think they potentially, I mean, no, not the Eagles. But no, I think the Eagles maybe have some interesting question marks next season. And I don't think it's yeah. as big of a slam dunk as people think it is. Cowboys, they had a lot of change in their offensive room, defensive room. I don't know if it's what everybody thinks is it thinks it is. Zeke is aging. They draft weird. I don't think they draft good. They draft weird. I think Dayball, though, if he has one really solid and now his second draft under his belt and offseason, 
I don't know. I think I think the Giants have a potential shot. I think they're also going to re-sign Saquon too. I don't think Saquon goes anywhere else. But the he might be a Chicago Bear. Oh dear God! Don't say that. Well, no. I'd love that. No, why? Don't invest. Saquon in Barkley is a Bear. No, why? Yeah, but he's Barkley. pay David Montgomery no. before you do that. No, no, no. rather Saquon. No, Saquon just tore his. He had one good season back from an ACL tear. I don't want that. Get that out of I here. get it. Get out of I here with it. that. Give me that guy. But it's, it's once um, again, I mean, there's a way too early predictions. And when the season starts again, we'll go back and look at it and see what the, the teams will be much different. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a lot different, but this is just all spec. So you're taking the Eagles again. Yeah. Right? And I'm taking the Giants as an outlier. Never know. People all from right. New York. I love me. Let's go to the West. Shall we move to the West. Uh, the 49ers are going again. <laughs> oh yeah, then, yeah. Just book it. 49ers again. Don't maybe sleep on the Seahawks because the Seahawks may have a shot. The only thing you have to worry about with the fucking 49ers is that you got Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Both were injured last year. And I don't know yep. if Trey Lance is a dog or not. And he's had setbacks and in his recovery from his ankle injury. So I don't think Trey Lance is the guy. Um I don't think he's a guy. And they also are notorious for for injuries, but one thing that's consistent is they always compete and they always end up being there at the end of the year. I can't count them out. Okay. Can't do it. Okay. I'm with you. I'm still thanking the fucking 49ers. All right. Let's go to the AFC. Let's start with the North there as the well. North. Um, right. Mind you, AFC North, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. Browns. Bengals won the division last year. And they're gonna do it again. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. The Bengals win the division, especially if again. Lamar come back. I'm with you again, but T. Higgins is threatening to maybe not play if he doesn't get a contract. Maybe trade him. I think they're gonna draft accordingly to se- secure themselves around that because there have been a lot of talks. Maybe the Bears trade for T. Higgins. Supposedly, T. Higgins has come out and stated that he wants a shit ton of money. There's a lot of rumors about that going on right now in the Bengals organization because in theory you have two wide receiver ones on one team, kind of unheard of. Yep. So rich man's rich man's goods right there. One team I will point out, and I'm not going to roll with them, but one team I will point out, the Steelers, dude. Kenny Pickett, he might Kenny Pickett might be a dog. Because he finished the end of year fucking fantastic last year. And I think with a healthy team, Tomlin, maybe put a few pieces around him, him and George Pickens. I like it. I can see it. it. I'm not taking it, but I can see it. Not taking. Both Bengals podcasts. Let's go. Okay. Let's go to the South. Go North, South. South. AFC South. South. Jags, Titans, Colts, Texans. Two bottom of the barrel, two middle of the heap. Yep. Uh, The South and both. Both conferences is just ass. <laughs> it's just Total ass. Crazy. Total ass. Uh, one's a little bit better but, ass, but. Yeah, this one's a little bit better ass. Um, yeah, grab it. Yeah. J-Law. J-Law coming in hot, having a better season than he did last Beautiful year. Hair. Last year, he had a really good season. Uh, they got a lot of young guys that are coming up. Draft a couple more guys. And, hey, the Jaguars are winning the division again, in my mind. I can't disagree with this. We agree a lot this episode, but then again, you know, to me, this makes a lot of sense. Trevor Lawrence, last nine games of the season, seven and two, wins in close games, beats the Cowboys. Not only that, has Calvin Ridley coming to his mm-hmm. team next season. Not to Gets be a full understated. off season with them. 
Not only that, probably had the playbook last year. Dougie P sending it to him via email just got reinstated to Vinny's point. I think that the Jags are going to be something to fuck with next season. And they have a whole other draft this year where they have capital. Don't be surprised if the Jags are a double-digit win team next season. Bank on it. Yeah, I think the I'm Jags win the AFC South. Let's go. All right. Now, let's move to the AFC East. Beast. Which is the Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. I I want to make a crazy move here in the AFC. You're going to make a crazy like, move. I don't feel What's like your I crazy can. move? I don't What's feel like I move? can. I don't think What's the move? Um, you want to say the Dolphins are coming up and and pushing for the pushing for the top spot. I think that's going to be hard for them to do. I think the Patriots aren't going to be good, especially as other teams get better. Um, Jets don't have a they quarterback. They got Billy O'Brien coming back though. They got the Billy O'Brien boy. Yeah, but I'm not putting Billy, Mister William O'Brien, over Mister Sean McDermott. It's so, an Irish boy. Uh, go ahead and give me the Bills again this year. They they need to just grab the bull by the horns and do something this year. Come on, man. I think this is going to be an upcoming year of toxicity for the Bills. I got a gut feeling about that. Okay. And I think Mike McDaniel proved that if he had a quarterback, they'd probably be in a far different position and they have draft capital and a growing defense. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Dolphins. Who's going to be their quarterback? Like Tua? That. Who knows? I think Jimmy Aaron? might have a chance to go down there. I don't think Aaron That's goes. True. I think I think Jimmy G might want to go somewhere warm. I think he necessarily wants to go play with the Jets because there's some, there's another team to pay attention to in this division. Jimmy G could go play for the Jets because he knows Robert Sala and those connections are there. Yeah. So Jimmy G on the Jets, great defense, running the football. You don't got to, once again, be a world beater. You can just take care of the football and win. As long as they protect him, which they have a, a young and upcoming O line, it may not be out and of bounds to defense. say such a thing. An amazing yeah. defense, like they have a yeah. Super Bowl winning defense right now. And to add another draft on top of it, and they got, the <laughs> they got both rookies of the year. They got both. It's nuts. It's nuts in a way. So if they had a quarterback who could just distribute correctly, take care of the football, play really and good, not defense, Zach Wilson, <laughs> and not Zach Wilson. I mean, you're gonna sit here and tell me that. The 49ers don't have a far better chance to win the NFC if Jimmy G isn't their starting quarterback. I, I think you're right. I just believe that if Jimmy G, which I think it's pretty proven he's gone, I think he goes to the AFC East and either sticks it back to Bill or joins Bill again, which don't be surprised that happens because Billy Boy loves him. I'm not talking and Mac Jones sucks. Mac Jones is not it. So happy the Bears missed out on that. So me too. Gonna be a lot, but you got Bills again. I got Dolphins as a long shot. Let's see how it works. Okay. AFC West. <laughs> Got to be careful, Mike. We have to be careful. I mean, Last year, we were like, Chiefs, hey. Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Last year, we were like, holy shit, this could be the best division in football. It might be the Broncos. They might do it. Um, five You know what? When you win the division five years in a row, there's no reason why you can't win it six years in a row. They just won a Super Bowl. They're not going to be like the Rams were last year. Kansas City takes this division. Again, not saying that the Chargers aren't going to be right up their booties, not yeah, saying Sean Payton yeah. might actually do something with his Broncos team. I'm just not to throw in the Chiefs until they dethrone themselves and taking them again. I think this is the easiest pick of the night. 
All right. Well, we really agree on the AFC. Have some yep. differences primarily in the NFC. And I think we should reevaluate our standings after the draft and the offseason. I think it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, when so. we come back up and pick division winners again when the season starts getting close, it's it might be a different story, but this is what we have now. This is our way too early division way. winners, people, now. We really appreciate you tuning in, as always, to the Taxi Squad podcast. I can't believe we're in episode seven of season three already. As yeah. you should already know, we want to thank our sponsor, Henson Shaving, for thank giving you. us the opportunity to push a brand. We appreciate you, people. And then not only that, as you should know the drill, you got to follow it, right? Follow it. You got to like it, right? Like it. You got to give us some love. You got to give us some love. Right now, again, we post, you got to like that stuff. You know, give us some feedback. Right. And then not only that, but, you know, once again, if you watch the Super Bowl and you were with your grandfather and you didn't tell him about the fucking Taxi Squad podcast, what are you doing? I mean, at this point, hey. guys, what are we doing? What are we You're doing? You're watching you football time, with him. You know that he likes watching. football. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> you know, he enjoys the game. So what do you think he's not going to do? You know, not enjoy listening to these guys? I mean, come on. He's sitting at homes, home reading Better Homes and Gardens feeling sad when he could be listening he's to us home. and getting that nice endorphin boost. He's at home making fucking models or something. And he could just yeah. have us on in the background, but you're being selfish. Can you imagine the man building a model train listening to us talk about Pat Mahomes? There could be worse things could in this imagine? life for your grandfather. Or maybe, maybe he's building a model car if that's what he's into, you know? Could be. Could be a thing. Not only like that, a while you're Bobby on top Bacala of it. action, little Bobby Bacala, yeah, do a maybe, little train you know, set. Just don't, yeah, a little train set action. Maybe he's a train guy. Maybe he's a football and a train guy, a football and a car guy. I don't know. But if you haven't told him already, that's a shame on you. But at the end of the day, we're not going to give you too much heat. So tell your grandfather, and then rate it five stars. Okay. So please, as always, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Peace.